Welcome to the International Association of Business Communicators Amina Region podcast. I'm Monique Zitnik. Today, I'm speaking with Banu Prakesh, who recently moved to Dubai from India for his new role as head of Middle East and North Africa operations, internal communications for Amazon. His previous role at Amazon in India covered internal communications and employee engagement for tens of thousands of associates spread across Amazon operation sites spanning the country. He has an illustrious career in internal communications, having also worked in internal comms at AXA and HSBC. So thank you so much for joining us, Banu. Hey, Monique. Thanks for having me on the show. And welcome, I guess, to Dubai, because you've just moved from India to Dubai. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been uh, close to three weeks now. Uh, I'm really excited. We moved along with the family. You're two little people? <laughs> so I have, uh, I moved with my wife and two daughters, 10 and uh-huh. 13. So they're not little anymore, but my elder one is all, is almost a teenager. Yeah, so they're all excited moving to Dubai now. It must have been quite a cultural shift for you, though. It is uh, because uh, the kids haven't stepped out of India so far. Uh, while I was traveling uh, on work to different parts of the world. I think for them, it's a very new experience, especially when they have to leave the school in India and join a new school in Dubai. They get to meet people from different nationalities. So that's kind of a little change for them. But I'm sure they will definitely uh, love this new experience and maybe become a global citizen in future. And I can't think of a better thing. I know what you mean about the shifting of schools when we moved to Berlin from Australia. It took my boys a little while to become familiar with a foreign language and a different way of doing things. But they, I think, become richer people overall, overall from the travel and the exposure to different cultures. I echo that. I'm very happy that they'll get more new perspectives. You can only get in this kind of environment where you have children from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed any shifts or changes in the culture between, or is it too early to say, between the two countries? <laughs> uh, obviously, there'll be a little bit of culture, uh, but I think it's more of the nuances of the local countries where we are operating. Uh, India is completely different. So there are a lot of cultural nuances, uh, which I should be aware of. But if you look from working style, I think Amazon has got a very peculiar style. Everyone, every Amazonian try to work in that style. So I really didn't see much change in the working style. Mm-hmm. But I guess the local nuances will definitely have a little bit of impact. And how would you describe that culture? <laughs> just to help our listeners understand a little bit because I'd love to hear a bit more about your engagement and the different programs that you've been running as well. Definitely. So many of them would be aware that Amazon has got 14 leadership principles which are binding factors, the way we work, the way we operate, the way we deliver smiles to our customers. And every Amazonian use those principles to do the work let me give you a small example. One is very famous one. It's called customer obsession. Until unless you're obsessed with your customer, you can't really think on his behalf. You can't invent and simplify on his behalf. So you should really be obsessed with the customer to give new things and make his experience better every day. So this is one of the leadership principles. 
So we got 14 of such leadership principles and every Amazonian work achieved their goals using these leadership principles as the guiding factor. And from a communications perspective, have you found it easier to engage and, and work along a common set of principles of leadership principles with the employees? So uh, here we deal with our associates who work in our fulfillment centers, sort centers or in delivery stations. So from an engagement perspective, I think there are a couple of things which uh, would really influence the engagement. One is the age group, which is quite the same as India. The average age group in these three countries is pretty young, 24 to 26, 27. And that's the same in India as well. So it was easy to understand the aspiration levels of an associate, what you want to do, how you want to grow in an organization, and most importantly, how would he feel that he is part of a global brand, but not just working for Mina. Do you have any maybe campaigns or things that you can share with us that you've worked on? And then I'd like to expand that out to perhaps trends that you've also been seeing in a communications from a communications perspective. Some of the trends what I see right now is we want to be very honest and very transparent with our audience. It's tough times. And the most important part of uh, any kind of comms or engagement is that we want to be, we should be empathetic towards our audience. It can be your customers, your employees or associates. Another important part is what I've seen in the last one, one and a half year is that the whole engagement piece has gone digital. Sound bites has become the most effective way to engage or communicate to our associate. The reason being, when you see a piece of poster, it's a one-dimensional message. You see an image, you see a headline, you see a copy, and you have a call to action. It might not carry the human feeling when you see a one-dimensional poster. When you hear a message from a leader, imagine that message will have a lot of emotion, a lot of empathy, and when someone hears that, it gives you a different feeling. So I, I see a huge trend in the way we want our leaders to use voice as a very robust way of informing and keeping our associates engaged. Yeah, that, that's, I think these, uh, and one of the trend I also see is that the lines between internal comms and external comms has become blurry every day. So I think while writing those internal comms, we should always keep that PR lens in your mind. What if this is discussed outside work? And do you see organizations around you perhaps harnessing the employees as a sort of external channel as well? Or do you still see that as being not yet recognized by perhaps the marketing department? I, I was talking to my HR team recently and, and we, we are, were trying to understand that while the PR teams create a lot of value, creating the image what we want externally, we also found that our own internal employees are equally important because they are the ones who will really take your brand in the right way outside your company. So if you really keep your employees informed, engaged and make them love the brand or I would say love the work culture, they themselves will become your marketing ambassadors. And, and I would see and I would feel that 
they can add more much more value than a marketing campaign by a marketing team or a pr agency so i think in the current times we see that the internal comms teams are also given a lot of importance uh, to push these kind of messages and make our employees as brand ambassadors Mm-hmm. And I can see with every employee comes a handful of social media accounts as well, um, which is only magnifying the opportunity to to strengthen the brand out there. Are there things that you would say advise a external comms focused or a, a marketing person about when engaging with employees? How are they different from perhaps another target audience? Are there do's and don'ts or things that they need to consider? In my personal opinion, I don't think we should really try to define an internal employee and a customer, which is the external facing, because at the end of the day, your own employee can be your own customer of your brand. So if you treat your own employees as your customers, obviously you know how to deal with your customers. So I don't see any difference between treating differently to a customer versus your internal employees. For me, both of them are the same. That's certainly a take-home statement, I think, for anyone in comms. And have you seen any other trends in terms of technology, say employee apps or things like that, that that have really perked your interest? Uh, So there are so many apps which recently, because of the COVID times, brands have started adopting. I think the whole traditional way of printing a poster or putting up a banner uh, has become has become slowly obsolete. People are moving towards short messages. The ho- the whole trends of SMS is back now, which was ignored for quite a while now. Social media also is is quite active. We want our employees to use them, uh, share their uh, voices through the accounts. Whenever a brand does some kind of a philanthropic activity, we want our employees to watch for that because these activities touch not only our employees, but their families and the communities where we operate. I definitely see that there is a huge scope of tapping these social media platforms used by our own employees. There are a lot of apps which has come into market. But I would say uh, WhatsApp is something which has been used widely, which is A, because it's easy to manage, it's a cost-effective solution, and uh, it reaches to your employee directly on your phone. And you don't need a lot of infosec or IT and legal and and a lot of uh, requirements if the company doesn't need to. That makes sense. I'm also really curious from, again, the future perspective, with all of the bite-sized content and all of the social media coming at us from different directions and now there's teams and yammer and and so many different channels within organizations i've really heard that a lot of organizations are struggling with too many channels not enough definition not enough coordination in terms of the messages and also the engagement the sort of deliberate engagement with the employees what are your thoughts on that one and do you have any tips? Sure. Uh, as the companies grow, as the employees or uh, the associates grow at a higher rate, I think the focus of internal comms, the job becomes much more tougher. The reason being you have a large base to cover and we can't sustain long on your traditional ways of print. While having said that, 
I think uh, it's time to move towards digital way of communicating. Uh, as earlier I was saying, it's all about audio, video consumption. And that too, with the kind of clutter a reader would have around him from it can be offline or it can be online platforms, the attention span uh, of, of them is uh, getting tighter day by day. So how do you make short SMS or a message which could really grab the employee's attention and make them understand the importance of the message and also act on it? Because when you create a piece of comms, it's all about uh, you read it, you understood it, and there's a call to action. So achieving all this thing in those 30 seconds or 90 seconds using maybe 111 words or 110 words is, is challenging. It's not an easy job for sure. A lot of people think that comms role is, is very fancy. Hey, you just need to write something on your Word document and send it off to thousands of people. But I am a strong believer that there's a lot of science behind it. What should be a headline? How long should that be message? And what is that you want the reader to carry when they read it? I want people to really think about the science behind comms. And as you said, the channels should go into digital way. And most importantly, there should be a way to measure the effectiveness. Are people opening? Are people clicking? Are people really reading your message? I think that's something which a lot of companies should really think about how to measure those tools and see constant feedback so that your content, it can be the frequency, it can be the type of content, can be changed as per the feedback you get from your employees on a regular basis. Do you use a test group sometimes for your comms to see where it will land? <laughs> Definitely, because uh, when you're trying to reach out to tens and thousands of people, you can't just really go by your gut instinct. Definitely not the right way. So yeah, there is always a test bed for these kind of initiatives Thought for a diverse group who can give you diverse thoughts because you want to be challenged. You want to be, you want to break your own myth that, hey, I got a wonderful tool. This will work by default. So I want to be challenged with the data saying that, hey, this is good, but you know what? It can be done a different way. And that can only happen if you have a diverse set of people. It can be a mix of different diversity. It can be by age, gender, region, because every region would react to a piece of comms in a different way. So I would really take these kind of different diverse population into my test group and do a thorough testing. And that's when you can really figure out, do I need to invest more on that tool? Because at the end of the day, uh, you want to communicate to tens and thousands of people. And that's, that's the most important part of launching any new fancy tech-based channel. And I guess if you lose 50% and you're communicating with 10 people is very, very different from losing 50% when you're communicating to 10 or 100,000 people definitely makes it worth your while. And now in in the team, I know there are junior people and people starting out in comms. What kind of advice would you give, say, someone who's a student right now or at the start of their career about what skills they should be focusing on? Sure. So there are two, three uh, tips which I can suggest to the young 
students or uh, internal comms professionals i would say one be aware that your reader is surrounded by a lot of clutter every day I- imagine you you get up you open your phone you have multimedia channels social media channels bombarding you with notifications you switch on your tv you have loads of content you get newspaper you have loads of content so if you think that your reader is surrounded by so much of information and he's trying to consume he doesn't want but he's trying to consume in this whole madness of information how would your piece of information would cut through the clutter so you should be really aware that how can you motivate or influence someone to read your piece now uh, how to do that as part of one of the harvard business review 2019 there's a case study and i quote from that case study saying the reader's attention span comes down after 111 words and after 111 words uh, 49% of readers stop reading so you can imagine that you you write a fancy big email or an article and you love to the core because you use beautiful words you had a great opening you had some nice drama in between but imagine the poor guy the guy who is going to read that will not really enjoy your dramatic or very effective piece of comms he would stop reading after 111 words and another thing is that people are visual learners again this again from the case study 80% of people they remember what they see so for me an effective piece of an email for example would be 80% of the comms should be an image an image which can depict the headline what you want to convey and the rest 20% should be the text of saying after reading after understanding that image what you want them to do how you want them to act on it and what feeling do you want them to carry so these are two tips uh, which i'm sure every young professional or young graduate should really look into and the third most important part uh, i was talking to a bunch of young college graduates in in iit madras chennai ba first years when they join the first job when they start writing mails to the clients most of them were very they were not really comfortable being very open and straightforward on their deliverables and they were saying how can we break that ice how can we really make our email look formal however bring the whole human element because if you look at all kinds of emails when you send to your customers or stakeholders or project managers they tend to be in a format of very operationalized kind of writing where i i personally feel that the whole human feeling goes out of the window so i would ask them to treat the other person as a human being with the nice proper salutation understand about the local nuances and then get to the point and also please be aware that he doesn't have the time to read your long email it should be short keep it short and simple and also mention what is expected out of that note are you seeking an approval do you want them to arrange for a meeting so be very clear in your ask i think that ask is something young graduates tend to be little shy of because they feel that my ask is very out there but they they're not understanding that that's the purpose of writing that email So I think these three things are something which I really want the young graduates to look at. So what I'm hearing from the emails is be respectful but human 
when writing emails. And are you a big fan of the subject line tag of, of to do or urgent or decision or FYI? Bang on, bang on, Monique. I, <laughs> I am, so my first thing is how to make the subject interesting or grab attention. So again, uh, if you look, look at from Harvard Business Review case study, on average, an employee gets close to 120 emails every day. It can be a system-based report, trouble ticket being triggered by a website, automated reports, and mails on from different people. So how do you cut the clutter and make your email stand out and you want people to read your email? So I think the subject line is the crucial part in my opinion. And I also try to make the call to action there itself. For example, as I send a proposal, I would say, please read, which means I want them to read. Or I would say, need your input to close this by so and so time. Because I, I can't afford them to open my email and then find a deadline somewhere at the bottom of the email. I believe if you write that ask very clear in the subject line, that would make the user open it and help you. Thank you. And from a technology point of view, would you encourage students or anyone who's a learner of communications, no matter what level, to be looking into things such as AI or predictive marketing or anything like that? Um, what are your thoughts? So, I mean, there are diverse careers these days and, and with growing technology, especially in the field of AI and data sciences, I'm sure there are new career opportunities for a lot of people. But if I can narrow down, I would urge them to be aware of the new technologies in the market and try to understand how it can benefit the end user and also benefit the company in terms of ROI. Because even though we are comps people, we should think like entrepreneur. If I'm, if I'm spending $1,000 on an engagement activity, I always try to calculate what is the return on investment. I'm sure in, a, in, in the internal comps environment, it's all subjective. We, we measure our success in terms of verbatim feedbacks or a good, nice quote from a senior leader. But I want to take one step ahead and see how I can quantify the impact of an activity of, or a piece of information. So I think the young professional should really look from a young entrepreneur mindset and see how they can get every penny out of the budget they're spending. Yeah, ROI is something which is, which is really looking to when you're getting into new things or new activities. And can I ask if you've got any go-to metrics, say for intranets or for emails aside from the open rates and things like that? Do you have your favorite <laughs> ones that you've always got one eye on as you type your next piece? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I mean, if you're sending to peoples with email, I mean, uh, and you have to communicate them on email, there's no other way. Even though technology has evolved, we still rely on the open rate, click to read rate. I, I heard there are some technologies which can tell you that how long the person has kept the mail open and to what extent has he scanned down. That, that would be a, one of the key parameters to measure your success, I would say, which I'm not a big fan of. It's more about when you send it, the timing of the email, which day of the week, it does matter because 
if you send it on a monday morning people are so busy with start of the week and obviously uh, a, a mail from internal comms will not be really looked in the mornings so i, I would be very careful on what time of the day i'm sending which day of the week i'm sending and what is a appropriate subject line and i would also encourage people to write a very important line at the top saying this will take only 2 minutes of time to read so i think giving that heads up to the reader that hey i send you an email a caution it will take 60 seconds of your time so that assurance will give you the reader that okay i can read this email while i'm busy but i can read your email and act on it I do have to ask your favorite day of the week then. <laughs> okay, um uh again, this is based on a lot of research done by a lot of universities and different bodies. So my favorite day of sending an email is Thursdays between 2 to 5. And I've seen very good results sending in that window. It's working so far. That's good to know. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm very curious is there anything that you would like to cover or any anything that you're interested in sharing with our listeners? First of all, thank you so much for having me here. My parting comments uh, to the listeners would be let's be aware of the surroundings of of your end user. At times we often think our reader will read our piece of comms irrespective of the kind of situation he or she is in. So let's challenge ourselves break the myth that whatever you write is a fabulous piece of comms but let's keep a customer in a backdrop and then think and then write and communicate that would be my only humble advice i always believe internal comms is the thing which can really shape up the whole culture and uh, engagement of a company thank you so much for your time i really really appreciate you joining us banu Same here thanks for having me here Monique nice talking to you <laughs>